previously on Gentleman's Talk. Getting his career, just knocking boys out in the first round before he, you know, before he met uh, Tyson Fury, which is game five right now. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, it was, it was a sight to see. And as a Heat fan, I was, I was flabbergasted to use a word I don't use very often, but I've never seen to where the starters in game four for the Miami Heat scored 18 points Eight. combined. 18 points. I I think they said that was a record. It is the it is a record tied, I do believe. They um actually it is the yes, no, that is the lowest because the number 2, believe it or not, was your team was the Spurs with 25. Wow. So, there's a little history for you. But I was like, okay, this is not what I expected to see. Like I couldn't even put my heat jersey on. Like I was like, "No, nah, fam. I got to I can keep it in the closet for right now because that I'm was, not that even was hard. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings after I got off work to watch this game. I was so excited for the game. I was like, Miami's going to throw the knockout punch. This is the time to keep your foot on the gas. And they totally let the pressure get to them. And they blew. They didn't even look like they wanted to play the game. They came out so flat. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. This is Gentleman's Talk coming to you live from the Bat Cave. I am your man, Mr. GQ. And I am your boy, DJ Micah B. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the show. We here, episode nine. We live. Man, episode eight was so long. We had to cut that thing into three parts. Crazy. So <laughs> I had to do it this way because that thing was almost two hours. And look, unless you like me on a long road trip, you won't really be trying to listen to no two-hour podcast. Yeah, so, man. Um, part three of episode eight will come out tonight. I will post that. It'll be ready to rock and roll. Episode nine will come out tomorrow. Only regularly scheduled program like we like to do. So before we get this thing going, uh, cheers to you. We're going to get this shot of Tito's rocking. Yep. Yes, sir. Oof. Vodka's a little rough. Hey, man. Tito's always hit different. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get this um depressing part of the show out of the way. <sighs> <sighs> Miami was a great battle. I appreciate the season we had. I appreciate all. Let me make sure I say this. I appreciate all of the haters all season long. Saying that we was fake, we was posers. I'm like, listen, last time I checked, you don't accidentally become the number one seed of your conference. No, you don't. That's just not how that works. We got there because of one, we were we were the best defensive team 98% of the NBA regular season and about 60% of the postseason. As time went on, it came up. The team that beat us, Boston, outplayed us on defense, made a few key plays that we did not make and i gotta you know give my props up first of all to boston all right yes absolutely you know, yeah and we know being the sports fans we are the boston Celtics. it's a legendary franchise yeah you know they're right they're second in all-time titles behind the lakers thanks to lebron pushing that lead forward by one and we know everything there is when it comes to that storied franchise the battles they've had with the lakers but now we have the new school versus the old heads in the finals yeah, man. Uh, it's funny because we were talking about how Jimmy and Steph Curry were the ones holding it down for this change of the guard thing. Um, 
first, uh, like you said, props to the Heat. Me and you both had the Heat coming out the East at the beginning of the playoffs. It wasn't. It was never a doubt to me. Uh, but what can I say? Ime Udoka, he he flipped the switch for Boston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I really don't. I they they just played a good series. Uh, Jimmy played a freaking phenomenal series, even though they lost. Uh, Jimmy outplayed Jason Tatum the whole time, but Boston's whole team effort outperformed Miami when it mattered most. And both the guy that me and you both said was the sneakiest pickup uh, in the offseason was Kyle Lowry, and he was injured, and you it, it showed. It showed he was oh, a, he never definitely. fully he never fully recovered. Um, and you know I appreciate what we got from Oladipo, and and I said that I said if we can get about about 80 percent of what Oladipo used to be, that'll be good, and it's pretty much what we got. Yeah. You know, for what he's worth, like I said, I would I would resign him. I would bring him back. Absolutely. And I would bring I'd bring the whole band back. Unless somebody like a DeAndre Ayton is on the market, then I'm considering making some moves because it's I mean, the the rumblings are there are some some disconnects going on over there in good old Phoenix. I've also heard that the Miami Heat are being linked to Spider Mitchell. I have heard on Facebook today that the Miami Heat are also linked to Bradley Beal. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that because I think you possibly could move Jimmy to the three. Yeah. I think you could. And now you're talking about Lowry, Beal, and, and Butler. Lowry, Butler, Beal, Bam, and I guess Deadman for now, unless we find another. I do think we need to get another center. Yeah. I, I, we need somebody to back up Deadman. We need somebody reliable, consistent. Like, we, we must do that because against Boston, I would really say that's the one upper hand they had was Biggs because Bam could only do so much, but Bam's a true four. He Bam's is not a true five. four. Bam is not a five. And Boston had two pretty solid between uh, – these or Tice, sorry, Tice, Tice, Tice and Williams, mm-hmm. both of those cats, really good, really good big men. You know, Williams, a way to battle back after the knee injury. Yeah, man. I think you had a shoulder injury. Like, Williams played his tail off. Both Williams is for the Celtics played their tails off. So let's get into this um, this NBA Finals, man. Let's let's talk oh, about it. Man. We got the Golden State Warriors. We got the Boston Celtics. Like I said, you got the young guns versus the old heads who already been there before, done that, got the T-shirt, got the trophy, got the MVP. Once again, Golden State is back up, bro. To see them come from that down season when Curry was hurt, Clay was hurt, Kevin Durant was gone, Draymond was the only one that was pretty much healthy, and then he got hurt all the way till now they really retooled and to revamped. A point, not to mention to a point where they were in the play-in game yeah. recently. Like, yeah. That's that's where we are and all of a sudden this team has found a way to get back into the finals with a retooled roster a great combination of old and young talent not to mention that uh gary payton actually may be coming back to play that's beautiful in the in game one i'm he's a fan one. and marcus smart is already looking like he's playing game mm-hmm. one uh, williams is big williams is available um they may monitor his minutes but they're gonna need him because if not man draymond gonna kill Tice, you gonna kill him? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Gonna kill him. Um, but let's talk about this. So let's um, of both teams, give me your one X factor for this series. Um, my X factor on both teams or just just one either. T- just, just one. Okay. One uh, or if you want, if you want to play that role, you can. I'll, I'm you know whatever, however you feel. I'll say I'll say the the X factor for the Boston Celtics is Marcus Smart. Okay. And not so much on what he provides, but his scoring. At this point, anything over nine points is just extra because he does so much on D. If Marcus Smart can come out and average 16, 17 points a game, you will definitely take that every single night. I can't tell you how many times I was frustrated when I watched Marcus Smart get a wide open three and I was like, he going to hit this up. 
Yeah. Like Mark, let me tell you, look, this is how I view Marcus Smart. And you're going to probably agree with this. When we be at, when we used to go indoor and be hooping and whatnot, that one dude that we know just cannot shoot. All of a sudden he just stroke it. Yeah. He catches fire. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, bro, that's Marcus Smart. Yeah. From three, from three. Inside game, I'm not gonna knock that man. That man has got a he's got a pretty he's got a yeah. solid inside game, but we're talking about the three ball. He shoots a better three ball than Russell Westbrook. That's not saying a lot, but yeah, that's yeah. true. But, um, <laughs> so for me, my X factor for the entire finals is Andrew Wiggins. Very nice. I was gonna go with Jordan Poole for the for the Warriors. It's Andrew Wiggins because I look at every I look at both these rosters across the board, and I think the player with the most to gain is Andrew Wiggins. And I say that because Andrew Wiggins is essentially rebuilding his legacy from what it was. Yes, he is. To the dumpster fire it became in Minnesota to him now being in the finals. Let this be a lesson to y'all that Minnesota ruins players, okay? Um, Andrew Wiggins, people forget, was that dude in college. He he was that dude in college. uh, And they kind of just, I guess you would say, overhyped him to be like, oh, he's going to be the savior of Minnesota. And I mean... It didn't work out that way, but not everything works out that way, and not everybody is meant to be the face of a franchise. Andrew Wiggins wasn't meant to be the face of Minnesota, but he has found a home in Golden State. Without question, and he made it to the finals before his teammate Cat. Yeah, not only that, he made the all-star team too, and he started. Yeah, like, so that's why I say that, because I'm like, I'm looking at the matchups, and I'm like, if anybody can give a guy like a Jalen Brown a little bit of trouble... It's probably gonna be Wiggins. He can give Tatum some trouble too because he's long enough. He can, but also, I do think he's giving up some in the strength battle because I do mm-hmm. think Tatum is stronger. But if he's smart, keyword no pun intended on the market smart. But if he's smart, I think he can keep Tatum at bay. Tatum's still gonna get his, but if he can take advantage of Tatum when Tatum hits his little uh, slumps, yeah, because he's notorious for these slumps. I don't know how and why they happen, but it's like either he goes off in the first half. And not in the second, or he's like, uh, in the first and goes off in the second. But yep. I can't say that I've seen Jason Tatum put together a complete game outside of game seven. Yeah, not in these playoffs. Like, in game seven, he was better than most of his games. But Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they were the big keys of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, in games past, games two, three, four against the Miami Heat, it, it was Peyton Pritchard coming out of nowhere knocking these threes down. Like, you know, people forget, like, look, Peyton Pritchard was a great college player. Yes, he, he was. was. Knockdown, lights out shooter in college. And you got a guy like that coming off the bench. And if he, anything you get from him is a big deal. Yeah. And then you got, you know, you got Lil Williams coming, you know, coming off the bench sometimes starting. He's he's a great defender, one. Mm-hmm. And I won't be surprised if he's guarding Steph and Clay throughout the series. Because I don't see Marcus Smart trying to guard Clay too much, but I could see him guarding Steph and maybe Poole. He's definitely uh if if they want if Boston wants a chance to win this series, Marcus Smart is gonna have to he's gonna have to find a way to hold Steph Curry one on one. I don't I don't think that's happening. And, and I don't think that's it. You know what? So with that said, let's go into the picks. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So whew, I'm you know what? I'm sticking I'm sticking with the old guard. I, I think Golden State gets him another one. I'm going Golden State in six. I am going Golden State in five. Ooh. In five. Gentleman sweep, huh? Yeah, and I just, I as much as I, I love Jason Tatum, I love Jalen Brown. I don't think they should be broken up like most people said. I didn't, I never thought they should be. Um, But I don't know if the rest of the team has enough firepower. And 
I know I know that defensively they're amazing, but I mean, if nobody other prob- uh, probably other than Damian Lillard in the NBA can get hot like Steph and Clay. No, and we and you and I have talked about this. Like, yeah, and even when even when Steph is not, if Clay gets hot, let's not forget we've seen these games where where no, Clay man. just gets out of his damn mind. I don't think anybody in the league can get hotter than Clay Thompson. Like no, I, I, no. Like you know what? I won't say that. Now I will say there's only one person who can get close, and his name is Devin Booker. Because when Booker yeah, is hot, Booker's on, man, he's on. When Booker's on, he's on. Period. Yeah. Like, but but Steph and Clay are just. On another level, sometimes. And if it happens to go six, I you already you know, know I, what I'm going with. And he might look. He might keep Steph from getting the Finals MVP still. Because mind Game you, that's six, one thing that Steph Clay. does not have. Steph still does not have a Finals MVP. Clay doesn't have one either. Yeah, but he might if he if game if it goes to six games and Game Six Clay is Game Six Clay. Because I think what's that? KD got two, and then Iggy got, got the first. The other one. Yep. Yeah. So, which I still think is crazy. Like that somehow, some way that you didn't give one. That Steph does not have one. But you know that- what? I I used to say that, and then I sat down and I saw an interview the other day where uh, Iguodala was talking. He was talking about uh, him and Trevor Reza. Him and Trevor Reza are really good friends. Okay. And I didn't know that, but he was like. He was telling Trevor Reza, like, man, Steph deserved that first Finals MVP, and Trevor Reza just went off on him on the phone. Because when you dive into advanced analytics, when Iggy was holding LeBron, LeBron shot 20-something percent for the series. Damn. And, yeah, it blew my mind when I heard that. I said, wow. And he didn't guard him the first the first two games. And they put him on him in, in the third game and left him on it for the rest of the series. Oh, in games three, four, and five, the LeBron meltdown games. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, how about we pick who we think is going to be finals MVP? Hmm. Finals MVP. I'm going I'm to give it to Steph this time. I think, I think Steph might... I think Steph might go straight bonkers. Like something just something about which is weird to me that now that Golden State has found their way back into the finals, I don't think you can keep them from hanging up another banner. I really don't. And it's I, no and it's no for me, I'm sorry, it's no knock against Boston. Yeah. But Boston is still young. Tatum's only twenty four. I think Brown is only That is insane. I think, I think Brown is only like twenty four or twenty five. Like Yeah, I think Brown Brown like, came in either a year before or a year. Before. After. He came in before. Yeah. So they're still young. They're in that they're in that group with, with Luca. And, and you know and, and Donovan crazy. Mitchell like they're in that group and they've already been in three conference finals yeah oh, so they're in, yeah so it, it's just it's I don't I don't think it's their time now they could prove us wrong but it's hard for me to go against Golden State when they get back to the finals and the team that they have right now currently constructed is arguably the best team they've had going into a finals with or without KD looking at the roster up and down looking at the firepower up and down looking at the defensive players up and down okay because I think the addition of Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole is massive. Gary Payton, massive. Klay Thompson doing his thing. They still got Kayvon Looney. Iggy hasn't even suited up in these playoffs. I definitely think that this is the most deep this the Gold that's, State has and, been. And, and that's why I say sure. it's their best roster yeah. because I never. It's never just the starters for me. Yeah, it's a complete thing, which is why I was such a why you know why I love Miami so much because Miami's so deep. Yeah, which is why I would have loved Miami and Golden State. I Finals wanted that series so bad. You have two extremely deep rosters. Yeah, like Boston after about about eight starts to get a little sketchy. Yeah, we can. I mean, like, you can you can definitely Smart Tatum Brown Williams. Uh, um, uh, we just called this dude's name Tyus. Yeah, Tice. Uh, other Williams. Uh, then Pritchard. Pritchard. Yeah. And you see what I'm saying? It gets a little. Yeah, it starts to fall off. You're not going to win the finals with a seven man rotation. Let's let's just call it what it is. Oh. 
And um, I'm going to also pick Steph Curry winning finals MVP. And I understand that everybody is over there saying, well, Marcus Smart is defensive player of the year, this and that. Yeah, well, here's a little history lesson. Gary Payton was defensive player of the year, too, and who still won finals MVP in that finals? Michael Jordan did. I don't want to hear it. It's not, you know, like, it's it's harder to be more effective over the game as a guard, a lockdown defensive guard, than it is at the basket. Absolutely. Especially with this Golden State team. Um, I know Marcus Smart is in, in, in pretty good shape, uh, but... The only person more healthy and more in shape than Steph Curry might be Ray Allen, and <laughs> Ray Allen yeah. is retired. Um, like, dude, guys, guys like guys like Steph, guys like Ray Allen, guys like Rip Hamilton, guys Reggie like Steve Miller, Nash, Reggie Miller. They're Bruh. extremely frustrating to guard because they don't stop moving. Yeah, they know how to play with and without the ball. Like, that's what makes them so difficult to guard. And mind you, we know that Marcus Smart is going to try it every every flopping trick in the book. Because I don't know who was the better supporting actor in the Eastern Conference Finals, Marcus <laughs> Smart or Kyle Lowry. But uh, they both, oh, well, actually, you know what? Jalen Brown might have got that with that uh that that front face after he took a, some fingers to the back of the neck ear area and he grabbed the front of his face. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Bruh. But... Bro, Kyle Lowry. Some of Marcus these dudes Smart. deserve d- deserve Oscars, dog. Oh, some of them need some damn movie roles with some of this <laughs> acting they doing. Cause boy, Marcus Smart, dog. This man, I'm like, look, I understand you're not that tall, but bro, you is thick though, dog. Like you, not, yeah, you yeah, not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You not like you wide body. <laughs> you not brittle. And the way some of these hits you is like, Ugh. like, bro, some of these soccer players need to take some tips and tricks from you. Hey, don't don't forget, Marcus Smart was doing that at Oklahoma State too. He was, but it's worse in the NBA. Like him, and, <laughs> bro, and Lowry too. I was on Lowry ass watching the game. I was like, bro, Lowry, stop fucking flopping and let's play the game, dog. Like, come on. Like, and and you know what? Don't get me wrong. Tatum's no Tatum's guilty for it too. Because as big as you are, Tatum, bro, if you go into the rack and you getting hit, bro, try to make the basket. Let's go get the and one. Like, what you know what I did? You know what I didn't realize was how much stronger Jimmy Butler was than Jason Tatum until Game Seven. Jason Tatum could do nothing with Jimmy Butler. It's just unfortunate that Jimmy missed that dang shot. Hey, and you know what? And I don't even knock Jimmy for that shot because as a guard, you do have two options. If And we're thinking up, and I'm, I don't blame Horford because Horford was like, look, if I play him up to the three-point line and he gets past me, there's nobody behind me. Mm-hmm. So I got to split the difference. He made Jimmy choose. I don't knock Jimmy for either option because who's to say that Al Horford don't block that shot? Because Al Horford was kind of on fire blocking shots in game yep. seven too. And Jimmy was like, and Jimmy was already kind of feeling himself on the shots, you know, and the heat, Lord knows, they they caught fire in the fourth quarter. And I was like, man, and it looked like that game was out of reach. And every time you looked, it was up by 13, up yeah. by 15, up, they were up by, every time they cut it to single digits, Boston would push it back up to double. But then that Miami defense started turning up. Yeah, yeah man, hey. The turnovers, the baskets, the and ones, like. You know, what, what what game was that? What was that uh, game two? When when they flipped the switch on defense? Oh my! Oh, it, yeah, it started to look like that, and I was yeah. sitting there watching the game. I'm like, oh, Miami's about to do it. Yeah, and I gotta, I didn't get, I gotta figure it out. But I noticed that PJ Tucker did not play a lot in Game Seven. He didn't. And I don't know if it was an injury thing. I don't know if it was a lineup thing. I don't know if it was, a, you know, like maybe maybe it was something that Coach Bo came up with. And you know, kudos to Tyler Hero for trying to play. But I'm like, bro, you got a groin injury, dog, and you a shooter. I, I mean, it I, doesn't I, work. Like. I appreciate you trying, but there was no need. This, yeah. personally, to me, was the kind of game where I think they could have also benefited from having Morris in the game because I think Morris would have gave Williams enough trouble in the, the paint. toughness. Yeah. yeah, and I think he would have gave. Now, mind you, thank you, 
Thank you. Thank you, Bam Adebayo, for showing up and playing basketball in games five, six, and seven. Because I don't even think we get to a game seven if Bam don't show up like that. And Jimmy, my dude, played 96 out of 98 possible minutes in game six and game seven. This man took a two-minute break between two games. Man, look, bruh, when I tell you, Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players to watch. He gives it his all every time. I really wanted this Miami series versus Golden State. I really did. But, you know, Boston won, and uh, I'm still looking forward to the NBA Finals. Oh, you know, we're going to cover it. We're yeah, going to watch it. I'm still looking forward to it. So, so uh, it's going to be good. I think they start tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So, we'll get some notes. We'll get some coverage. You know, I'm mm-hmm. highly invested up in that thing. Um, so, we're going to transition just a little bit. I want to talk about the match. Because before uh, DJ Michael B got it over here, I was heavily invested in watching it. Because, first of all, my quarterback, TB12, was playing. Him and Aaron Rodgers are going head-to-head against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I understand if a lot of you are not golf fans, but the match is kind of set up for the... Even if you're just a, you're new to the game, you would have learned a good enough to keep up, you know, which is which is which is the key when it comes to opening your mind when it comes to sports. Yeah, yeah. So for the first, really and truly the first five holes, it, it was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like they was in that thing. They were up by two. Um, after after five, they're up by one, and then six and seven, where it's where it really started to turn. Um, Rogers hit a huge, huge birdie on on six, and it cut it down. That's where it cut down to one. And then when they got to eight, Brady hit a huge one that tied it. So they went into nine, 10, 11, tie, tie, tie. And they went into 12 with a tie. This is now the 12th hole over there in Vegas has like a waterfall behind it and it's got a ridge. So when they hit the ball, it had to, one had to go up and over this ridge or it would hit the top of the ridge and roll back down like Walmart prices. So it was a very. It was a very very unique shot. So Brady hit a sensational ball that hit it's it it hit it hit right right past the green and got into the little bits of thick grass. So not it it could have been a putt or it could have just been a you know another another tap to get it out of the grass. Rogers hits a sensational one that ends up being about about 15 feet from the hole, like one bounce, two bounce, little roll, stop. Mm. Um. Allen hits one even further than Brady did. So he got in the halfway into the thick grass. And then Mahomes hits one about, um, give or take, it was about 26 feet, give or take. It was a long, it was a long hole. And when I tell you that Josh Allen was a chin hair from knocking that putt in, I'm talking about straight line and it had to curve. He shoots a straight line and it curves and it just sits. I mean, if the wind was blowing just a little bit, that ball gets knocked. It's how close it was. So then, so Brady goes for it. Brady shoots, a little too much muscle on it, misses the hole off left, just barely. So Rodgers lines it up, and it looks good. Rodgers got a beautiful straight line, and I'm like, oh, that's in. You could just tell. When he hit it, you're like, oh, that, that that's in. Like, beautiful hit, pretty curve, and just. And right before I went in, Rodgers did his little discount, double check, knockdown. I was like, sure okay. So he knew it was going in. So it, it, was, it was a nice little thing. You know, like I said, even if you're not a big golf fan, you can watch the match and just because you know the players, it, and oh, the trash talk was next level. The trash, oh, dog, oh my god! Like they did an interview, right? They were doing an interview before them, before the match. So, um, JJ Watt is doing all the questions and stuff. So he, oh, so, wow! So, so check this shit out. So he asked, um, he asked Patrick Mahomes, said, "What do you think Josh Allen's biggest fear is?" And he's like, um, "Oh, so Tom was like vegetables, you know, being being corny." So then Patrick Mahomes was like, "Coin tosses." <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, like, they was just going back and forth. Like, dude, the trash talk was unreal. I can't wait to get home and watch this. Um, I was just like, dude. You know me. I I, I like golf. I do like golf, so. and, And first of all, Tampa, and we know this, bro. Tampa Bay Tom Brady is just different. So Tampa like, Bay. So like this was just like it was beautiful. Like I'm trying to find one of the other quotes that I just like I could not like I was dying because it was so funny. I should have saved him earlier. So oh, oh and then so JJ Watt, mind you, he's a defensive end. Got into an argument with all four quarterbacks. I was talking about quarterbacks being too protected, mm. and they went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm I'm staying out of that. I don't I don't know too much about all that. Uh, you know. I do see that the you know quarterbacks have a little bit more protection than they did in years past, but the game would not be the same if quarterbacks like star quarterbacks were absolutely out, yeah because it's more geared towards it's more geared towards offense and uh it sucks to be a defensive back in the NFL oh it, it, it definitely does uh they a defensive back yes it absolutely is terrible to be like it, yeah yeah any anybody that's a lockdown defensive back in the NFL right now you got all my kudos and props because it is hard to yeah. be one you can't do nothing you you can't touch them you can't do nothing that when they say that bumper running 5 yards you touch them at 4 yards and it look like they a little bit past 5 yards they're going to mm-hmm. throw the flag every time yeah like there's absolutely there's like nothing like it's almost like there's nothing they can do right yeah you could do everything right, you know, but if your pinky finger grazes that helmet, boom, rough in the past. And like, you know what? I understand because, you know, uh, casual fans. Of course. Love offense. Just like in the NBA, casual fans love to see acrobatics. They like to see fancy catches. They, yeah. you know, they, they like to see that kind of stuff. Football fans, like myself, I like to see people get shut the hell down. Oh, yeah. I love, I, I, I love to see people get shut down. So yeah. Oh, so another big one was um. So you know the um. You know the notorious the Tom Brady combine picture. Yeah. Wait. Wait. He so, wait. He runs the slow. Yeah, 40. yeah. So so Josh Allen pulled out a golf ball with that printed on there, and those are the balls that Josh Allen hit today. Wow. So after about the seventh, I believe it was epic trolling. Tom Brady threw one. He threw one in the uh. He threw threw one in the river, but. <laughs> Tom Brady, on the other hand,'s golf balls had Lombardi trophies on them. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so like the trolling was just like I don't know. It was like next level beautiful. Like it was, but it was a really good. Like I said, it was a really good time. Um. Oh, here goes somebody. So, so this is what Tom Brady was telling Patrick. Was yeah, Patrick. Although he's played a lot of great games, he really didn't win the important ones. Oh man. And then um, so somebody had asked um, Tiger, um, Tom Brady about Tiger Woods wearing red colors, and he's like. It's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. <laughs> and then, so he also he also threw some shade at his own teammate. He was like, "Look, Devontae left Rodgers, Tyreek left you, Patrick, Josh. Don't worry, someone's gonna leave you too." Mm. And then he was asking, they asked Tom Brady some questions about Aaron Rodgers, and he's like, "He's unhappy with his boss, and he has no options." Oh man! <laughs> so like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Tom Brady is that dude, bro. And, and like, Tom bro, Brady's that dude. Football and you about to be the goat in trash talk, bro. Like that's that's like I would have I would have never guessed Tom Brady could have been the goat in trash talk. I don't know if you've seen it, but Tom does have a pending deal with Fox when he retires. Yeah, I saw that. So just I'm looking forward to seeing Tom. Just Tom wait, who, who does uh who does Peyton have his deal with? Is it Fox or is this uh C, uh NBC? I think it's. I think it's, I want to say it's Fox, but I might be wrong. Because I know they're still doing the, the Manning cast thing on Monday nights. It's beautiful. 
Yeah. So. Oh well, if if, if it's on Monday night, it's ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay, so wait. Uh, ABC is a sub. Yeah. ABC oh, is a sub. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna transition. Um, let's talk about this. So we didn't get to talk about this last week. So we're gonna get, we're gonna make sure we catch up and get get our get see. I can get our reactions to from this um this NBA. First team, second team, third team. Beautiful. So, in short summary, for me personally, there is a lot, a lot of shade being thrown here. And I, there's some disrespect. So, for those, for some reason, if you live under a rock or something like Patrick Starr off of SpongeBob, I'm going to read these <laughs> teams off to you real quick. And, you know, you... Your references are really on point today. It's been, a, it's been one of them days. So, <laughs> your NBA first team is uh, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola Jokic. Your second team is Steph Curry, John Morant, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. Your third team is Chris Paul, Trey Young, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. So, uh, yeah. Let me start. Let's start on the first team. Oh, without question. Okay. Devin Booker shouldn't be on the first team. In favor of? John Morant. Okay. Like, that's, for me, it's John, for John Morant. And I think Luka shouldn't be on the first team in favor of John Morant. Okay. Because Luca had a very bad start to the season. Oh, without question. Yeah. That's so, how. Yeah, and that's how I feel about Jason Tatum. Yeah. I so, feel like Jason Tatum. I feel like LeBron should be in that spot. First of all, you're not going to tell me LeBron should not be on first team All NBA with the season he just had. No. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, sorry. But I, I would. I would say I would take Luca out and put John Morant in. Okay. Um, just because Dallas was not good at the beginning of the season. Granted. They finished the season strong yeah. and, I mean, yeah. and got and, into the playoffs. And mind you, neither was, but, Bo- neither was Boston coming into January. Yeah. They were under 500. But but it, you you can't tell me the best player on the number one team in the West can't be on the first team. I'm just... Obviously, you can, I, given this list. Well, no, but Devin, Book, Devin Booker is on, is, is on first team. So, I mean... That, that, te- technically, by that, that's the number, one, the number one team. I'll give you for that... Yes, they yeah. the number one seed. Yes. Yeah. And but I don't know. Is I would put Luke on the second team, but you would put you said you'd put uh Devin on the second team. Yes. Okay. And at least we both agree John Moran should be on first team. Oh Cause, yeah, cause, I, cause think, this, I think I think I think got snubbed because yeah. that, I I think he should be. The disrespect is it, it's like, it's off the charts. Yeah, I mean the most disrespected player on this list is LeBron still. Yeah. I don't. It, LeBron should not be on third team. Not now that I think about it, um, Luca finished higher in MVP voting. Than John Morant, which was disrespectful in itself. Oh, without so, question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, and, and of course, uh, I still don't think Nikola Jokic should have won MVP, and it's very disrespectful to put him on first team over Joel Embiid. No, Joel um, Embiid should have been the MVP and on NBA All First Team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't tell me somebody that only plays one side of the ball is better than somebody that's dominant on offense and dominant on defense. There's no way. Yeah, like without question, Embiid, LeBron should both be on first team for me personally. And, and not only people act like Joel Embiid had James Harden all season. Uh, Joel Embiid was in the same situation for most of the season that Nikola Jokic was in. Yeah, he had a he had a non-existent Ben Simmons. Non-existent Ben Simmons all season, just like yeah. Jokic had a non-existent Jamal Murray. And Jamal, I like you. You know what I'm saying? You was just injured. It's not your fault. You know? No. So like and then looking at the third team, I don't have a problem with Trey Young being there. I don't have a problem with Pascal Siakam being there. No. Um and also don't have a problem with Carl Anthony Towns being there. Um Chris Car- Paul Carl Anthony Towns is the is the center? Yes. Yeah, I don't have a problem. And with then, that. you know, Chris Paul being on there despite being injured right before the all star break to still make the third team, kudos to him for that. 
Um, they do have DeMar DeRozan on second team. Going off this list, I would definitely switch him and LeBron without question. What, is is DeMar a forward or a guard? They've got him in the forward spot. Whoa. Yeah, like if you look at this list. So who's the second forward on second team? So it's Kevin Durant. So the second team, they've I, got Curry, Morant, DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm switching that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I would take Kevin Durant off the second team. And the reason. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I, I think the reason I would, number one, he was hurt a lot of the time. And number two, just the expectations when the season started, you didn't live up to it. Like, yeah. y'all didn't even... Brooklyn with just Kevin Durant alone, if Kevin Durant is the dude that he says he is, yeah. and people believe he is, I mean, you didn't perform the expectations, and it was validated in the playoffs when your asses got swept. So... Yeah. No, like me, I'm moving... Personally, I'm moving DeRozan down to third team, moving LeBron up to first team, moving Tatum down to second team. I can... I can and I I'm can probably going to move... And, and I may even move... I might even make a crazy one, and I might move Durant down to third team and put DeRozan back in second team. Yeah, but, I think Durant should be on third team. But I absolutely, you're not going to tell me that in year 19, the numbers and everything that LeBron was this close. LeBron was this close to being the scoring champion. Yep. Granted, I, I got it. He was on a team that did not, basically didn't make the playoffs. Well, well, the team was terrible. The team I, was terrible, but despite that, he had a better season than Jason Tatum. Regular season. Regular Hell season. yeah. Regular season, postseason, obviously LeBron went there, but he had a bigger, he had a better well, that, regular well, season. That's what all NBA is. Yeah, he so. had a much better regular season. He just did. LeBron had a better regular season than ninety percent of this damn list. Bro, LeBron in year nineteen had a better regular season than almost everybody not named Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola Jokic. Yeah, and that, I would put and I would put Morant right behind LeBron. Right. Yeah. Despite like, him being injured for the amount of games he was out as well. Yeah. I, that that's probably that's probably the players that had a better season than LeBron. Yeah. My only issue with this list is um, who's the two fours on third team? On third team, your two forwards, uh, Pascal Siakam and LeBron James. Okay. My only issue with this list, I love Pascal Siakam, right? But just like I said on the other side of the bracket, you can't sit here and tell me Jimmy Butler doesn't deserve to be on third team. I know they have him listed as a guard. But we all know Jimmy Butler plays small forward most of the time. He's he's a forward. He really is. He's six, what is he, six seven, six eight. Give or take, yeah. He, he's a forward. He he's play, a forward that plays guard. Yeah, he, he's a forward, and he's he's kind of adapted his game to play, to play more guard, guard yeah. which is fine. But you know, I, I I would, and I like Pascal Siakam. I've always liked Pascal Siakam. But yeah. bruh, Pascal Siakam ain't better than Jimmy Butler. He didn't have a better season than Jimmy Butler. Fred Van Fleet is the person. That really carried the Raptors this year. So oh, absolutely. And I, I I believe Jimmy well, Butler. So hold on. Fred Van Fleet and the rookie Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and Scotty Barnes. Of oh, course. Yeah, don't forget about uh, Scotty. Uh, of course. Now, but I'm I don't think Scotty Barnes should make all NBA. So that's the only so reason why I didn't say Scotty Barnes. Another another player to keep your eye on is OG Anubi. He yeah, OG was nice. No, no, no. I'm saying so apparently he is not happy in Toronto, so he may be looking for his way out. Is it because he's coming off the bench? Yes. But he's I mean OG. Look, I, love I like OG, you, but, but you're not better than Pascal, and you not you might not be better than Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I mean, hey, we got room for you in Miami, though. You know, what I'm saying? they definitely got room I, for you but in you know Miami. What? I also think he wouldn't be a bad player in for LA either. Speaking of LA, let's talk about LA. Okay, that's my bomb for you. Uh oh, let's go. That that's my that, that's my little Hold thing on. for you. Yeah. I want you. I want your take because right now they are saying that the Lakers. Do not like anything that anybody is getting for Russell Westbrook, and they are going to keep him. Nick Wright says 
well, if they're going to keep Russell Westbrook, they need to trade LeBron James. Oh, I said that already. So, would you trade LeBron James this offseason? Because knowing nobody is going to trade for Russell Westbrook, even though Russell Westbrook is signed to make $47 million. If I am a fringe contender, I would consider even giving up a first-round pick for LeBron James, even in his advanced age. Like, if I'm a team, like, a team that's, like, right there, like a Chicago, like a Minnesota. Like a Toronto. Like a Toronto. If I'm one of those teams, absolutely. I would give up a first-round pick. But what would you, how much are you willing to give up? Because I'm pretty sure once once the offers start flowing in, they're not going to like what they what they get for well, LeBron. Yeah, no, with the right, it would have to be the right deal. But see, here's, here's where the Lakers are in a bind. You have Westbrook for just this season. You don't have him after this. So if you trade him, you're getting value for him no matter what. Because yeah. if you don't trade him, you get him, you get nothing. He's gonna leave. There is no franchise tag in the NBA. So even if you feel like you're not getting adequate in return, you're freeing up forty seven million dollars. I I personally say, bruh, if you could trade him for a bunch of role players and go back to how it was with Anthony Davis and LeBron, you should do it. Although Anthony Davis still can't stay healthy. That would be my first person to even trade. Yeah, I would trade. I mean, yeah, if you in a pecking order, I'm trading AD first. Yeah. Because I feel like you can, if we were saying this, I feel like you can fleece a team with AD. You can dangle AD in front of him like, yeah. We, you could fleece Chicago with AD. Yeah, you probably could. Because, maybe I that's mean, that, a way that's, that's, you, that's a hometown, that's a hometown maybe thing. Maybe that's a way for you to swing DeRozan. No, DeRozan's not going to leave Chicago. Well, you also have a... Um, but Zach Levine, Levine is, is a, a very little, unhappy. Yeah, so, I mean, but you're not going to do a, the AD for Levine one for one. No. So but, there's going to have to be, maybe you bring Caruso back. I like that. Maybe Levine you can Caruso trade AD for, yeah. for Levine. Uh, uh, you know, maybe you can even, you might even be able to get Kobe White from them. Mm. See, if if I'm, like, you know, if I can get a guy, a Kobe White to, and is a good, he's a good player off the bench, but he's a good shooter. Now, yeah. mind you, the Lakers do still have, like, Kendrick Nunn, who didn't play at all this past season. Yep. Um... Um, Kendrick Nunn, I think I still think Kendrick Nunn made a big mistake leaving Miami, but whatever. The proof is in the pudding, but yeah. he wouldn't. He would never play it anyway. Um, <sighs> the other one, who, he was with Golden State, and then he left, and he went to the Lakers for a bigger role. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. Probably letting him go. I have no I, reason to keep him. I would. I would let everybody on the bench go from L.A. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd let all the old heads go. As as I'm sitting here thinking. Only person I'd retain is Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, I don't even want. I think I'd I'd probably keep KCP. I would keep KCP. I I'd, I'd even probably I'd I'd dump I'd dump THT. Bruh, can you believe just a couple of years ago, all these Lakers fans on Facebook was trying to tell me James Harden with THT in a first round pick was more than enough to get James Harden? I'm sitting here like THT is not good, and they were like, Yes, he is. I say he's only good because he plays next to LeBron. No, he's he he wasn't good. They. Sw- I'm going to call these fools out. Todd, Kareek, Barry, bruh, y'all don't know nothing because I'm sitting there telling y'all, I said, bruh, listen, these, this, he, he's not good. Does, does he, does he have pretty good intangibles? I guess. Sure. It, whatever you call it, whatever they call intangibles, which for is. A, for a good number seven. Right. So I guess what they call intangibles is like speed, height, but guess what? The game is about putting the ball in the basket and he can't do it. Facts. So, Nor can he play defense. So THT would be out of there. Yeah, he should he should have been out of there a long time ago. Yeah, without question. But I love seeing the Lakers in misery. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh no, I, it <laughs> this has been episode nine 
part one coming up on episode nine part two we get into the crossover we get into the real talk segment and we close out the show getting ready for the finale on episode 10 we love y'all we appreciate y'all see y'all soon peace Young King, the world really needs you, man. Get up, Young King. Get up, Young.